0: self-care. Are you doing it? I'm not the best at doing it myself. And we've mentioned this a few times during our previous shows. And today we're going to talk about it because it's something that as parents, we seem to always put on the back burner and that's taking care of ourselves. So welcome to the Indie Parent Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us on our 13th episode. We're just going to say that this is our lucky episode. And it also happens to be our very last episode of season one. Yes, we are breaking these up into seasons because we are total professionals. (laughs)
1: Right?
0: <laughs> no, actually Desiree just brought it up and she was, and I said, that makes so much sense. Why didn't I think about that before? So we won't take a very long break, but maybe a month or so, just so that we can get some more ideas together for season two, have a little bit of break for the summer. And we know that you're busy as well. And we have 13 great episodes to listen to. And why not just listen to them a few times, you know, why not? You know, just go for it. Just, just live, live large. So I do all today, the homework.
1: You're all and do all the homework.
0: homework. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we only had homework in, like, the last four episodes. But whatever. Like, just <laughs> do your own homework. Just use the hashtag IndieParents. So, anyway, today is lucky number 13. We are talking about self-care because it's something that we've brought up multiple times, as I said. And we want to really dive into this. And during the summer, I feel like it's even more challenging to keep up with taking care of ourselves as parents, because we have our kids at home full time from school. And you know, some of us put our kids in camp and, and that sort of thing. And that does help. But not all of us have the means to do that. Not all of us choose to do that. And even if you do that, you still are probably really sucking in the self care department. And, and so anyway, we're going to be talking about that today. And I can dive right in, you know, we, we both have stories. And, and I just I have something that, you know, was kind of personal this week that I wanted to share. And because it's been a struggle for me. The summer is always my busiest time of year for work. Our site is creating a lot of content. I've got a lot of travel. And I'm trying to make all that work. And then of course, this year, I have even more businesses that I did last year. So I'm juggling a lot already. And then you tie in. Your kids being home full time, and you don't want to work so much that you're not spending time with them. And we talked about this on an early episode, I believe episode eleven. We talked about how to survive the summer with the kids at home, and 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 so I'm trying to do all that. And then in this mix, my youngest son Charlie has generalized anxiety and social anxiety, and not just a little bit, but a lot. And this past year at school was a challenge trying to get his school to understand that and to make accommodations for him. And then he's also been going to therapy to, you know, help him through this and and get past this. And everything was, you know, going pretty good. And, you know, he was in a good routine with going to school every day. And part of anxiety really loves structure, especially when you're a kid, because that's what you feel safe in. Well, with school being out, Yes, he's excited to come home and, you know, do different things and have a looser schedule, but his body doesn't like that so much. And so his body doesn't feel comfortable and stable. And so his anxiety level has been very high and he doesn't even know why, but it is. And it's because this lack of structure and even if we have somewhat of a structure every day, like we get up at a certain time and, you know, he will play while I work and then we would have fun in the afternoons, which I was trying to do. It doesn't matter. It's still different every day. It's impossible. It's inevitable. It's not anything that our family is doing wrong. It's just life. And, you know, I, I have it myself and I and I go to therapy myself for it. And this last few this this week has been rough the week before was rough even when we were in costa rica it was rough and he wasn't being himself you know compared to like a few months ago and he was having a really hard time there's a lot of tantrums that are happening there's a lot of panicky moments that you know he can't even go into a room by himself without feeling panicked and he doesn't even know why well so tying in that with everything else that a parent already has to do. And then a business owner has to do. It has been extremely challenging and I have found myself being very anxious myself. And I have come, come a long way with my anxiety, but with seeing him that way and then this, the stress of, of dealing with it. um, I feel like my self care right now sucks because I am just, I'm just like downing coffee. I'm just, Trying to get through my deadlines and take care of him, make sure he's going to his therapy, make sure that I'm following all the homework from my from his therapist, you know, and putting that into action, being a good parent, being for him, being there with him, enjoying my summer that mm-hmm. I'm like, like, yesterday, I was like about to burst. I'm like, I, I don't even I, I feel, you know, I won't say crazy, because it's not like I would feel out of control. But you know, you feel so I feel so overwhelmed. Yeah, that I don't even know what to do first, you know, and so I, you know, my and I, you know, yesterday I told my husband and my husband took me on a date and it it was really nice to just have a little time away and stuff like that as part of the self care process, you know, it's not just about going to the spa, which is great, you know, if you can go to the spa, please go to the spa by yourself, not with children in tow, you know. I hope.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although I've seen that I've seen parents do that. And I think, Oh man, like, I know you'd have a choice, but come on, you know? Um, But you know, self-care is just about one recognizing that that's important and that, you know, that when you hear those cliche sayings that really are true about, you can't take care of anyone else unless you take care of yourself first. It's, it's so true. And I feel like parents, especially seem to just dismiss that because, you know, you, you, you're the whole purpose of having children is to make sure you're always there for them, you know, and, and you feel selfish for maybe taking a, a little carving out a little time to, to take care of yourself. But at the same time, like, do you want to be a grumpy witch in front of your kids, you know, yeah. or do yeah. you want to be calm and collected and, and really be there for them? And I would say it's, it's really hard to juggle that. I mean, how do you deal with that? I and I know that you're, you know, Gretchen doesn't have special needs, but just most parents just are in the summertime with 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 kids being home. It's just it's such a challenge.
1: It's it's absolutely a challenge. And I mean, you've been in the game longer than I have. This is only my second summer vacation. You've uh, you've done a lot more of this than I have. But I think that um, this. I don't want to say in this day and age, because that sounds very old <laughs> fogey of me. But in recent years, it's there's been a lot more talk and a lot more articles and a lot more sway with self-care. Um, it's something that has sort of, I don't know if it's seen a, seeing a resurgence or if it's just something that we're all realizing is more important now. Um, I remember, I know that my mom did not do a whole lot of self-care. She probably still doesn't. And she's stressed all the time and she works really hard. And, you know, I don't see her taking a lot of time out for herself because I don't know if she doesn't think she deserves it or doesn't think she can afford it or doesn't think she can, you know, you get stuck in that. And it's true. I think most parents end up doing way more for their kids than they do for themselves. And I have a ridiculous example. The other day I was doing laundry and I'm folding up Gretchen's like little tiny underwear. And I'm like, she has like 400 pairs of underwear. And I fold up mine and I have like, a week's worth and every single pair has a <laughs> hole in it. And I was like, how, <laughs> how is it
0: possible? It's, great, it's like a great symbol, right? right. That's, that's so perfect.
1: So I mean, here's, you know, our kids have all of these wonderful things and I've got like ratty old granny panties. And there is, you know, it's little things like that where it's like, man, probably you could buy some new underwear. <laughs> You're yeah. a grown ass woman. <laughs> but it's it's little things that you you put your kids before you. And I think it's really important that we always want to give our kids a better whatever than we had, right? Like that's sort of the cycle you get into, but you cannot forget about yourself because then what happens? Do you resent your life as a mother because you're always giving to other people? Do you resent your work because you're always giving to your work? Do you resent your partner because you're taking care of them? You know, there's, there's push and pull there where you have to, you have to find that fine line. And I can tell you that, you know, if I take even an hour to do something that is just for me i'm so much better at everything else the other day i had like eight articles due in one day and i i woke up early and i'm typing frantically and when it was done i i was a bit stressed you know but i was glad that it was all done but then i called my salon and i was like i need a pedicure as fast as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I went the next morning and had one and and I just feel so much better. I feel a little bit more put together. I feel like I've treated myself to something that's not that expensive. And, you know, it's just, just one little thing that you can do for yourself. And even though, you know, having painted toenails and a nice foot rub isn't, you know, it's not going to change the world, but I do feel a little bit better. And even if it's a superficial feeling better, then I think that helps. It's a little thing. It's, If tea is your thing, have a a cup of your favorite tea. Go to a cafe and have your favorite tea. Just do something for you that's just for you without any ulterior motive of helping someone else. Just do it for you because when you feel better yourself, you're going to go back to your family after and you're going to be a better mom. You're going to be a better partner. You're going to be a better boss to yourself. And all of those things are much more smooth when you know you've taken care of yourself.
0: And it also is a great example to your children that it is important mm. to take care of yourself, so that you don't abuse your body and you don't just make work in family the only two things that exist in your life. And even though those are wonderful things, and, and but there's there's more to that. There's you know filling up your soul, whether that's a religion or that's just an activity or whatever it is that fills your soul. That you're and sometimes that may tie into work, you know, like, you know, we love our job so much that maybe part of self-care is, you know, um, working on a project that you've been putting off for a long time because you had too many day-to-day activities and you didn't want to get to that. I mean, there's been times that I've gone to the coffee shop just by myself just so I could work on a project that I was very excited about getting started on that I just never had time to. And, you know, that some people might not treat that as self-care, but... If that gets me going and that that fills my soul and my creative side, which is part of self-care, it's not all about just, you know, putting up your feet and relaxing necessarily. It's just doing those things that you love that are just
1: for you, you know? Mm-hmm. That mental self-care as yeah. it doesn't always have to be a physical thing. Yeah, right, um, right. Recently, when I've had mornings when I've gone over to one of my favorite cafes to work, I will take the first... 20 minutes of that. And I will read a book for pleasure, not even a business book, not a marketing book, a book for pleasure. And I will sit there and read it with my first few sips of coffee. And it's, it's magical how much of a difference that makes because I haven't read for pleasure in years because I told myself I didn't have time. Right. And making the time has made all the difference. Mm
0: hmm. You know that you could squeeze out twenty minutes of your day to do that because totally. think about something that you waste your time on twenty minutes. Maybe it's a television show or something that or uh, maybe it's Facebook. you just <laughs> uh, Facebook, probably Facebook. There's got to be something that you kind of twiddle your thumbs for twenty minutes a day. So why not do something that really like feeds your soul a little bit so that when you are faced with something like, like I'm dealing with as a child with anxiety and anxiety, you can go in a little bit more prepared than if you're already at your breaking point and then you are walking into it because you probably mm-hmm. won't deal with a situation well at all. And like Desiree said, you don't ever want to build a resentment that you had to go through all these challenges and you never got to do this and that. Because one thing that I hear from sometimes family members or friends that are very bitter in their age. You know, there might be later in life or maybe even my age. And they think, well, I wanted to always do that. But, you know, I had kids and I couldn't do that. Or I had a family, so I could never go do that. Or when they look at my life and, and you know, the travel I do, they will say, oh, I could never do that because I have a family. As if I am doing those things selfishly and I'm not thinking of my family. And it's really quite the opposite. Part of this job in my career is, is what you know, helps my, my, my family, not only financially, you know, but it's also because it is making me happy and it's flexible. And it actually is, a. am probably with my family more than someone who has to work eight hours a day. I probably, I'm a, I know that I'm with my, my family way way more. What am I saying? I mean, and, and so that's my, my choice, but it's just interesting how people perceive that, that you can't do these fun things. You can't have this fun life because you have a family and then you are resentful because you never got to fill whatever that need was that you know you had, and it's just it's completely you know opposite. You you can do those things. You you have to make that happen, and you'll your family will be happy that you did because you're going to be much more pleasant to be around, you know. Yep.
1: And I think that you uh, you owe it to yourself to create a life that's going to be happy, and that's why most of us are doing this whole indie parent shebang, and. I think that there's this weird misconception that if you're happy or enjoying it, then it's not work somehow. Like, yeah. like in order to have a job, it should be miserable, which just, yeah. is not just crazy. <laughs> um, I, I don't yeah, think that's like what life's supposed to be.
0: <laughs> or like you're somehow selfish because you love your work. Yeah. Or I don't, I, I don't even, it, to me, that makes absolutely no sense, but that's the way sometimes I think it's perceived as, oh, so you do what you love. Wow. You must only think about yourself. But I'm like, this yeah. helps me pay for Charlie's therapy. You know, therapy is not a cheap thing. As you know, if you're a parent with, with kids who have to go to the doctor a lot or have, you know, special needs, you know, that is not a cheap thing to go do, do. And, I'm I'm very fortunate that I'm able to help finance that because of the job I have, which I also love. So I I don't see how anyone could look, de- look at that negatively. But I think it's, you know, we've talked this before about there's just, you know, the negative people in your life who have their own stuff that they're dealing with. And then, you know, they sort of put judgment on you because of their own issues. So, you know, that's going to happen. And that's a part, you know, part of self-care is not getting wrapped up in that and not worrying about, how others are looking at you or, you know, and like my, my son has, has anxiety. And so sometimes he has a huge tantrum in public. And then I have, you know, I could choose to think about, Oh, what is everyone thinking about him right now? Do you think I'm a bad parent? Or they think that he's just so he was raised so poorly that he can't control himself. They don't know your story. They don't know the backstory. They don't know anything about your, your child. And part of self-care is not caring what they think. You know, of course, you don't want your kids to be disruptive. You want to be respectful as much as you can. But at the same time, I can't get caught up in that. I can't stop my life and stop his life. I could, you know, I could choose to not travel with him because he has anxiety. But I feel like the more I do, the more he can get past certain things. You know, the exposure can help. And sometimes it it goes great swimmingly and sometimes it doesn't. You know, that's life. But I'm not going to hide And I'm not going to suffer, you know, my whole life because of fear or because I feel somehow I'm being selfish. I'm not gonna do it. So and and I don't think you should either. And I don't think it's it's good for your for your children and your family if you're always tent, uptight, and resentful. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to take care of yourself. Like I said, it could be. Just going off into the corner after everyone's asleep or early in the morning where you're just reading your favorite magazine and drinking your favorite tea or watching your favorite show, painting your nails, whatever it is, you know? I mean, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing.
1: It's just remembering to think about yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Remembering
1: that you're important, really.
0: And that that's how you take, that's how you could take care of your family. If you can't refill your tank then you have no gas, you know? And I mean, and and if you're feeling very stressed, you know, there, you know, I, I haven't really put this into action, but I want to, but I want to like meditate or just have like some time of total silence. And maybe that's at the end of the day. Maybe that's at the beginning of the day or the middle of the day, just whenever you can. And I know it's not, you know, having a family is not a quiet thing, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. <laughs> but there are moments when you, there are moments, you know, even if you're doing it in the bathroom, which sounds, I know, kind of weird, just to take a deep breath, close your eyes, and just, you know, be for just five minutes. It's possible. And, and if you tell yourself, oh, I can't do it, it's impossible, I can't make the time, it won't happen, this is just my life, then, I mean, you're just going to be stuck in it. And I don't know why you would choose to do that, you know, just. Just, there's a, there's a simple things that, you know, we're suggesting that you could do. And, and if you can, if you do have the means to go and escape for a, a few days to, to do something totally for yourself, do it. Totally do it. It's not hurt. if it's not hurting your children and your family, go do it.
1: Exactly. And make sure you include your spouse and your family in this and make sure that they're caring for themselves as well. I think it's important to promote this idea of self-care across your whole family. I mean, if you are really good at self-care and you're listening to this, but maybe you realize that your partner is not and there are ways that you could help him or her to get into that swing of things and to just, you know, let each other know what it looks like when when you need that moment of self-care. My partner is really good at seeing me when I'm sort of in a stressy freak out mode and you know, he'll give me a hug and we'll, you know, have a moment. And usually I pick a fight because that's how I cope, I guess, when I'm stressed is I'll right. pick some silly little argument that doesn't make any sense. But then I will take a moment and say, you know, this is, you know, I'm just feeling overwhelmed. I just need a moment. And if I get it out, I feel like when you keep it in, it's whatever that's bothering you is so much worse than if you just spit it out, just get it out. Uh, yesterday, I... I, I totally had like a little crying moment in my kitchen <laughs> and my partner was a little confused to start as to why I was having this freak out and picking a fight and being totally grouchy. But it was because I felt like he was trying to rush us out of the house to go to the trailer. He wasn't trying to rush us out. I was feeling like I didn't have enough time to do that and finish some deadlines. And get my daughter packed to go to her grandparents. And it was just one thing yeah. after another where I felt like, because it was all stuff that I had to be doing, it wasn't even stuff that I could say, Hey, can you do this? It was all things right. that I had to be doing. So I was stressed and threw a bit of a fit about it. And I had a little, my little breakdown and I had to cry. And, and and then I was fine. And, and, you know, it's, it's getting it out and just like not being afraid to have those moments because self-care doesn't just mean that you're going to be perfect all the time. And, you know, once a day I have a sip of tea and it's, it's, I'm perfection. You know, you are going to have moments where you do feel overwhelmed, but in those moments don't let yourself uh, sink in it. Just let it out. Tell someone, text someone like, man, I am having the worst day right now. I feel like I'm sucking at everything and I just need to just vent for like five seconds Once you even get it out there, it might even seem silly to you and you start thinking, well, you know, what? it's not that bad. It's I'm not actually that stressed. I was just feeling overwhelmed in that moment. Now I've got it out. Now I can move forward. And it's not letting yourself get stuck in that sort of downward spiral of, you know, I'm too stressed to deal with this. You just you just get it out and you move on. And I think that's always been my attitude is just, you know, it will come to a head you'll have that moment, you'll yell at someone, you'll cry, you'll shut yourself in the bathroom for five minutes. You'll have that little moment and then it and then it needs to, you need to move on from it instead of staying stuck there or at least ask for help to move on from it.
0: Right. And, and like you said, it is really great if your partner can notice when you've gotten to your limit and not get mad about it, but just be loving and, and offer some help. And, and it's the same, but yeah. like, you look, you know, looking at your, your partner, or your spouse, and re- realizing that they may need the same thing and offering that to them. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about partnership. And so if you, you know, for example, my, when my husband gets really grouchy, Sometimes it's because he's not able to have some kind of outlet. He's a very creative soul. And if he isn't doing something creative on a regular basis, he gets really grouchy because that's just part of his DNA. And so a lot of times I'm suggesting you need a project, you know, you need something that you can just tinker away at every day because I know that that makes you happy. And it's amazing how, when he's in that, his, his whole presence changes because he's doing something that's he's not obligated to do. He's just doing it for fun and because he loves it. And it means so much to him. And so if you recognize those things and, and you know, and that's going to look different for everybody, maybe it's just a bubble bath, you know, that you need, maybe you need an hour just in the bathroom by yourself to hey, take a bubble bath and read your magazine or listen to music or whatever it is. Um, it's a trip, whatever it looks like, it's, it's always really good if you can c- communicate with your, your partner if they don't know what that is or what you really need. But man, bottling all that stuff up, you know that doesn't work. And you know, I'm not a therapist and I'm not a psychologist, but come on, we know that that is never good for anybody. You know, nope. so, <laughs> so remember, and in, in like Desiree said, you're going to always, we all push ourselves way too far as parents you know we we will go past that limit where okay i really shouldn't have taken on that many things i should have stopped taking a break and took care of myself and did something just for me a lot of times we push that yeah. limit especially as business owners because we're trying to squeeze in so much in so little time but but i i challenge you today in in your homework to to think about to just try to recognize when you get to that point and then stop and do something about it. Even if you have three deadlines looming and you absolutely need to turn it in that day, just stop, just stop for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever time that you have and do something for yourself. And we would love to, for you to tweet us about it at hashtag uh, IndieParent so that we can hear what you did when you stopped for that moment. Maybe you read a magazine or you just Went out for coffee, whatever it is. It's everyone has their has their own form of an entertainment and relaxation. Tell us what you did, what you did, and or maybe even sh- take a photo of, of it and say, "Hey, I'm taking a self care moment." That could be a great s- series that we could we could have.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah, indie
0: self care. Yeah, indie parent self care would be so cool. And maybe Desiree and I will start that off so that we can you, get you guys started on that. But but yeah, just start to really be aware of when you get to that point and then try to bring yourself down by doing something just for you
1: and if you can get in that moment of self care before you get to that point then that's even better then you don't have to go down that road you can sort of preemptively self-care yourself thank you so much for listening to this whole season of the indie parent podcast we've had an amazing time and we are going to be back with new episodes in just a few short weeks. Thank you so much again for listening to episode 13, lucky number 13, all about self-care. I hope you'll go forward and enjoy our tips and share with other people in your community how you're doing that and how they can be doing it too, especially within your family. It's so important to take care of you so that you can take care of everyone else. Make sure that you're checking out the Indie Parent podcast at theindieparent.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and always be using that hashtag, hashtag Take care. Bye-bye. See you next season.